Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us on the Society of Scoundrels. Uh, I'd like to preface this episode by letting everyone know Steve's been out for the past few weeks with his new baby, so we've uh, decided to have a couple of guest hosts in. Uh, our buddy John joined us for this next episode, and uh, it ended up being so long that we've decided to cut it into two parts. So we're going to release the first half of the episode this week, and then the second half of the episode next week. So stay tuned for the second half. This will be the first part here. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for supporting us. Hope you enjoy the show. You are now entering a world, a world beyond our own dimension, where men are men. A world where men are the masters of their own destinies. A world where the laws of society no longer exist. This is the Society of Scoundrels. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Hi. How's everybody doing? Hello. Welcome to the Society of Scoundrels. I'm Brian. Got Josh here. And uh, Steve's missing once again. But there's a good reason for that. So in his place, we've got a guest host. It's our buddy, John. Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, so got, glad to be here. Hi, John. I just want to say that uh, you know one of my goals for 2020 was to actually be on your podcast, and that's no joke. Fucking so, accomplished, dude. Awesome. So thank you guys for giving me the next 11 and a half months off, and <laughs> I'm going to be very relaxed. So thank you so much for that's that. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah, we're glad to have you on. Awesome, awesome. Uh, glad to be here. We've been friends with John for quite a while. John and I have played in multiple bands together. And uh, we've uh, toured the world uh, a couple <laughs> times. You know? Hell yeah. yeah toured the world I wish we had toured the world. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We've played in multiple bands. He's, he's a guitar player. Yeah, by trade. Yeah, by trade. I'm a guitar player yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming in. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, everybody have a good New Year's. No, I mean, mine was spent in recovery because I had my surgery on the 31st. Oh, your turbinates. Yeah, dude. Which, <laughs> uh, like, dude, the first day, that January 1st was awful. Like, I wanted to fight my doctor because, oh, dude, the first day it hurt so bad. Like, the whole thing was on fire. It's like someone had cut the inside of your nostrils and then just rubbed Vicks Fakebo rub inside of there. Like, it really? burned so bad. Yeah, because they had to cauterize, like, a whole bunch. Like, my almost my entire septum on in my left nostril was cauterized. Jesus. Because they had to, like, they did a lot. Like, he got in there and he was like, dude, you were way off. You were worse off than I thought you were. And it probably feels like I punched you in the face. And it does, because, like, it doesn't hurt. Like, at the bridge of my nose, it hurts, like, I mean, at my maxilla, which is probably the worst way to explain it if you don't know what that is. But it's, like, right here below my nose, above my lip, like yeah. where my gums are. Oh, it hurts so bad. Was that like a surgery you had to be put completely under for? Or was yeah. that like a local? Like, no, it was general anesthetic, anesthetic. which was awesome. Yeah. I love See, I've had a couple surgeries, sleep. man. Sometimes when you wake up from that stuff, it's like you're like super pissed off. You know? Yeah, you like, had some crazy shit happen I've to your had hand. A couple, I've, I've had a couple surgeries. I'll tell you the one was like the my wisdom teeth. I remember when I woke up from my wisdom teeth yeah. when I was younger. And I was like, just like, just so pissed off. I wanted to like kill everybody. I'm like, this right. is terrible. Like, I feel awful. Like, it was not a good feeling. But now, my uh, pinched uh, nerve in my arm. Right. I woke up from that and I felt fantastic. Did you? Uh, the oxycontins after that helped a lot too. Actually, so. yeah, that's helped oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah, they recovery. help a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. they do. <laughs> they really do. I've never tried that, so I don't know. But <laughs> well, that was a prescription. I didn't use them recreationally. Right. Yeah. You know, I would never do that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would if I had to. I mean, if if somebody <laughs> forced me, you know, like. Maybe I would. But. Well, speaking of uh, of wisdom teeth, I uh, I had a issue at the dentist. I uh, when I was a kid, this tooth right here, my front tooth. Yeah, I fell off my bike, landed on the concrete, knocked half of it, like basically shattered the bottom half of it. It broke off. Oh, so fuck. they had to do like a bonding on it when I was a kid, and uh, so. Because of the fact that it was in the late 80s, I guess, early 90s, um, 
Basically, real, the huh? the dental <laughs> the, the dental work that they did back then is uh, they've improved on it some, but it uh, the porcelain or whatever they used um, eventually kind of started getting discolored. Yeah, and so I finally decided like I want to get something done about this. So I went to the dentist a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, "Are oh, we gonna put um, a new crown on it? They're gonna take the old thing off, put a new crown on it." So they put a temporary crown on it and like three days ago, something like that, I'm uh, I'm reading the aftercare instructions and they're like, you know, do everything normal as you would with any teeth, blah, 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 whatever. So I go and I put floss up in my teeth. Oh, no. And I pull it back down, which was a big no-no. Oh, it pulled no. it loose. So I was like, ah, shit. So I had to um, call the <laughs> dentist and I had to go like the next day I was supposed to work and I called my boss and I'm like, I can't go to a customer's house with my tooth falling out of my head. Hanging out of my head. (laughs) So (laughs) So I went to the the dentist. They fixed it. I'm still waiting on the uh, permanent crown, but the temporary one's still in it. It feels weird. Are you going to get a gold one? You should get a gold one, Yeah, Right in the front tooth. Hell yeah, dude. Speaking of floss. Joe Pesci in Home Alone or something. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, man. I don't want to do that. But uh, (laughs) I have a kid. I'm an adult with a job. I can't. (laughs) Walk around like a fucking asshole. This is uh, this is why I've never flossed before, actually, and I've uh, only had one cavity <laughs> in my that's entire the life. Number one reason. That's never the one reason. Never, I, I, I don't want to pull. You I've don't only, even have crowns, but I've, you don't want to pull one out. I, <laughs> I've funny. only flossed when the dentist flosses for me. Right. Um. I don't really have enough time for that. You know. I try to be as productive as possible throughout my day, and flossing just doesn't really fall into. It that, doesn't. You, know? you got nowhere to fit of, it. I'm in. more of a mouthwash guy. Listerine claims that it gets everything. So, dude, that's good. I floss. So if it doesn't, you like, just sue them. Yeah. Well, I floss because like floss I know. <laughs> Never. If you ever like floss the back like your molars and then smell the dental floss, it smells like fucked butthole, dude. Mm. <laughs> so like you know that shit's <laughs> just smell, hiding yeah. back it's there. Not a good smell. So like if yeah. you don't floss, dude, that shit's nah, just packed in nah, there. Listerine gets I it, man. I'm telling you, it kills awesome. everything, dude. I Listerine got, awesome. gets it, man. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of New Year's, I... We just went down the street to a friend's house and we didn't really do much of anything. I don't know. Did you do anything, John? Oh, shit. Yeah, I had like the best New Year's ever, man. I uh, I didn't go out at all, actually. Well, no, I did. I went to happy hour. It's mm-hmm. my new thing. My, <laughs> my new 2020 is like happy hours. I don't really like to go out late drinking. Right. I feel like four to seven is a really good time. Um, so I got to happy hour, right? And I had a couple cocktails and happy hour with a friend of mine from work. And then, uh, which is really cool, this bar we go to um, uh, called The Grill, uh, they actually sell bottles of wine, right? And if yeah. you don't finish it, you can take it home. How cool is that? I know a lot of places do that, but this is really cool. I it's always wonder so I just, uh, yeah, I, just, I, you know, I went out, had a couple of cocktails, man. I bought a bottle of wine. I went home, uh, watched a couple of movies, uh, and I uh, was asleep before the, bell, uh, the uh, ball even dropped. So it was kind of nice. cool. Yeah, absolutely. I always wonder about that when you go home. Do you, can you get pulled over for an open container? Well, see, they put it in a bag. As long as it's in a bag, you're good. And there's a cap on it. So the bottles they have at the the bars and stuff, oh, have like a okay. cap. you could twist on cap. Gotcha. So you're good. Yeah. That makes sense. Which I don't know why they don't give you like uh, you know, beers to go. <laughs> I mean, that is a gray area. You know, yeah. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, also, let me uh, bring up Steve. The reason Steve is not here, um, they just had their baby. So um, Steve's now a, a proud papa. Congratulations, Steve. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there it is, dude. That's what he's listening to right now. That's yeah. fucking the next years so, of your life. I don't know how yeah. long that happens. I don't know anything about little humans. They yeah, but this me is me and John. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're kind of freaky, man. I'll have tell fun, you. Steve. <laughs> Good job. Like there was this, uh, do you guys ever, you guys watch SNL ever? Like Saturday Night Live, like new stuff, not old stuff. Uh, SNL? I only watch it when something goes viral. Like it gotcha. gets so good that it actually goes viral there, on like Facebook or something. There was, this, there was this one skit they had a couple of weeks ago and it was about like this uh, kind of like an adult uh, training program on how to act around your friends that have kids because you don't have kids. Right. Nice. It's like one of the funniest things ever. Nice. It's like the most like, you know, like the, all the awkward stuff. Like, you know, they come home, they show you like their picture they drew at school today and they're like, oh, wow, that looks nice. <laughs> but then like, they'll like, oh no, this is what you really should say. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's pretty cool. It's probably on YouTube or something. You could look it up. Oh, but, that I know would, when you and I have played in bands together, I've always laughed because you, you've always done the thing where you like to compare your dog to the, 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's, to that's the my, kid. That's my yeah. that's my child, yeah. man. I mean, I take care of her. You know, I've had her for fourteen years. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, no. But when somebody starts talking about their kid, you start talking about your dog. Yeah. I think it's funny. She's a, she's a teenager now, <laughs> um, but she's uh, you know, dogs age a little faster than yeah. humans. Well, so it's, she's it's definitely like, uh, she's one hundred and forty. Hey, she's got the yeah. mental age of a hundred and forty year old. Really, <laughs> yeah. she really does. We baby Gavin just had his first step. It's like, ah, oh, dude, that's cool. How old is he? A year and a half? Like that. My dog walked at two weeks. What's yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah, my dog was eating solid food at like a week and a half. Like, come <laughs> on, man! Like, what are you doing? Uh, the one, the one other thing I wanted to bring up was um, some cool news for me is um, I got my first stripe on my belt in jujitsu. Hell yeah, dude! So Congratulations! We had that the other it's, night. Uh, I know I texted you about that, but I was yeah. pretty proud of that. Um, maybe I'm I'll be for you. you maybe by you the sh- end of the year, I can be moving towards a blue belt. You think you can beat that me? Was now? Your, uh, that was your goal, no. right? You don't think you could beat me now? Well, come on, dude. But you have that wrestling background, <laughs> which is really um, makes it difficult for me. Yeah. Um, like, also, and, and I you're a big guy you by but, like 120 pounds. But I think if you were just a big guy with no experience in anything, that I probably could do pretty well. But yeah. the fact that you have that wrestling background and you default to that if you don't know what to do jujitsu wise, and yeah. it's, it's, I still can't, I can't stop your. I mean, I broke your neck last time, so... (laughs) But that was because I had you in a triangle. Right. um, And I just didn't apply it right. So I will say, uh, Josh, uh, recently, and me and him have had like a uh, drunken like altercation, like for fun. Um, yeah. We were at a Christmas party, and I think we were both a little inebriated, and I was like, well, how would you kill me right now if you could... You know, <laughs> so I'd like listen to the podcast right. about always fantasies and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, within seconds, I was in chokehold and about passed out. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, if I'm in that sort Brutal, of thing, dude. like it was, it was, uh, yeah. it was pretty scary. I was like, well, this is how I would normally fight. I would just poking eyes, kicking the nuts and run away as fast Captain as I Captain Infino showed no mercy. That's, how I'd, that's exactly how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thanks, man. It's really cool. Appreciate really cool. it. You guys want to drink some beers? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, right. let's do it. Let's, uh, Let's have a beer. It's funny how like every time we start and like I know we do the pleasantries, but like I get antsy like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah okay. Let's let's open the beer though. <laughs> all right. So, John, will you tell us about this since oh, you man, brought it in for well, us? Well, you know, it was so long story short was um, I'd wanted to do a porter, a brown or a red because I don't think you guys have like uh, reviewed any of those yet. So I went to the Publix uh, over here by Brian's house. And they didn't have any of those. So I saw this thing with a dragon on it, man. I was like, this looks pretty sweet. It's a stout. Um, and you're usually better at reading, like, what it's about. So you got the box over there that might have, like, the, the sayings uh, and stuff on it. Yeah. So this is a double-barrel aged white stout. Um, as far as, like, tasting notes, there's nothing written on the box. But Brewed by oh, the Targaryen family. Was it really? No. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> they made a beer after a TV show? No. So it's smooth, creamy, and legendary. It's brewed with the finest caramels and barrel aged to create a wonderful surprise. Our notes here are oak, vanilla, cocoa, and a hint of bourbon. That sounds awesome. By the way, the guy who actually milked a dragon, that's... That's some ballsy shit that right there. That was very impressive. Dude, very you impressive. know that guy was into way weirder shit than drinking <laughs> yeah. dragon's milk. <laughs> the first milk was yellow. It was weird. He didn't know what the fuck was happening. Like, oh, wrong, wrong button. That's like uh that's like a Jurassic Park when he's like, What is this? And he's like, T Rex P scares the little ones away, but brings one really big one. How did you get it? You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> Cheers. All right, boys. It's one big pile of shit. Let's give it a, let's give it a sip. <laughs> that's my top favorite. That's my number one favorite movie. If I was on a desert island and I had to bring five movies, I would bring five copies of Jurassic Park. That's a, it's a great movie. That's one of the memories <laughs> I actually movie. have as a child, like actually going to the movie theater and like being in a packed movie theater on like one of those big movie releases. I was there for Jurassic Park. I mean, I have that memory in my head as like a kid watching that movie, man. It was really cool. Good beer, by the way. I love this. I don't it know. is. It's good. my this style. Is very good. What a um, but very yeah. smooth. Yeah. It's a lot of well, body. <clears throat> John, with you being the guest of honor, how about you give us a yeah? So give me the prompts for it again. I know you just reviewed this with me, and I know I listened to your podcast, but but damn, I'm just, just all right. A little, it's so, okay. So, so I know the, so it's a one to ten for the the, the flavor flavor. So for me, no I, no 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 no. 
We'll go over it because okay. it's not one to ten. You can't have a nine. two digits single. It's only digit nine. Number. One to nine. One so it's nine. an area okay. code, right? So it's three digits, yeah, and that's going to be. I know your... the second one is a zero to two. Keep it in the yes. and all that stuff. Yep. So. so, like one to nine is your flavor. Zero to two, would you keep it in your fridge, drink yeah. it, whatever, you know that and one. And, and then the last one is one through nine, drinkability. Nine being it's the easiest thing to drink. It's like water, okay. which was when we did Buzzweiser. And okay. one being like, it's very difficult to drink. Not in the fact that it tastes bad and it's hard to swallow, but like how full it is, how okay. rich it is. Okay. And then you're one through 10 overall. Okay. So for, for me, again, this is like the type of beer that I like. I mean, I don't generally like a Guinness, but this tastes nothing like Guinness to me. I think this is way better above Guinness by all means. Okay. So for me, for flavor, right, right. which is number one on the, on the list, I'm going to give it an eight. I, I love this. <clears throat> this is a great beer. Nice. Um, would I keep it in my fridge? Uh, no, uh, but I would take it at a party for sure. Uh, I wouldn't buy it. I mean, this shit's expensive as hell. So like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not cheap, but like, I'm going to keep that in my house for sure. Now I'm going <laughs> to definitely, definitely drink it at a party. So I'll give it a one. Yeah. Um, and then on drinkability, um, now am I basing this on like other people or myself period? Well, that's where I'm kind of skewed on that because I don't understand like, for drinkability, this could be pretty tough for some people who don't like this type of beer. But for me, for drinkability, this is like a nine. I mean, I could drink this all right, day. Right. You know what I mean? So like So think of it like this way. Your nine mm-hmm. should be something that you can chug at a party. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'll give it a five then. Okay. Definitely couldn't <clears throat> chug it. I mean, I'll get full too quick. Yeah. I definitely want to get drunker than that. Right. I mean, even at six percent, that's not gonna get me drunk enough. So uh, we'll give it a five for that. And then overall, again, I'd give it an eight or a nine. Eight, eight, can I do a point five, eight point five? Yeah. Is that fair? I'll yeah, give it eight point yeah. five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's fractions, a, dude. I, I like this. I like Strong this beer a lot, numbers. man. All right. A point yeah, five cool. is not a fraction. That's a decimal. These are Brian. like whatever. <laughs> the thing I like Half. about like the, the thing I like about dark beers like porters and stouts, man. Like they're one of those beers you could drink when it's kind of warm. It doesn't need to be like super cold. Like for right. me, with like IPAs and stuff, which I love IPAs, but it's got to be really cold. Like I don't yeah. like once it starts to get warm. Not That's really my thing. so funny because I'm the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like I like a stout like. Winter time, like fucking eating chili and shit like that. Yeah. But summer, I want that like hoppy floral. Well, I'm not talking about the temperature outside. I'm talking about the temperature of the beer itself. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stout. Yeah. So this beer can get warm. It could sit here for like a half hour and I could still drink it. Now, if an IPA sat here for a half hour, I would not want to drink it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you're right. Like definitely the temperature outside affects what you want to drink for sure. Absolutely. I'm on on your page on that one. I'm just talking about the temperature of the beer itself. Yeah. You're, I'd drink any. Well, I learned. When I was brewing, <laughs> when I was brewing beer, I learned that um, there's actually serving temperatures for each beer. Yes, for we're one of the few cultures that have stuff like super cold a lot for drinks. Anyway, right. most people do room temperature stuff. I've been really getting into wine lately. Wine's like one of those things I really like. Yeah, and like traditional, like drinking red wines. Uh, not, I mean, I don't drink expensive wines by any means, but uh, it's supposed to be served at room temperature if you right, want to right. do like traditional wines. Exactly. Yeah. Most people drink it chilled or on ice, and it's not really my thing. I man. do room temperature. Right. For yeah, reds. Just keep it on the counter, man. Just let it. Whites are chilled. Good. Reds are room temperature. I, I, whites are for for girls. So I well, don't drink this. <laughs> I, I always drink this. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to like derail real quick because I want to talk about, dude, I had the most awkward public conversation ever where I was at the grocery store, my wife and I, and we were purchasing a bottle of rosé. Right. And this girl behind the counter, like as she picks up the bottle, she looks at my wife and goes, this is for you, right? Because if it was for him, he must be gay. And I was like, whoa, first of all, you can't say that whoa. anymore. It's, 20, it's 2020, man. Yeah. Like, it's not even cool, dude. Right. But, like, I was like, all right, whatever. And I was like, no. Yeah. And Laura was like, yeah, it's for me. And I was like, I mean, but I'll drink it because I'm just here to party. And she's like, hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. I drink all day, every day. Actually, I was told I drink like my mom, but I wouldn't know because I've never met her. (laughs) She's like, I heard my mom used to always have a bottle of vodka in her hand. She would go through a handle a day. So that must be where I get it from. And I'm like, what the, this is the most awkward public encounter I've ever had in my life, dude. People with mental illnesses are fun. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right, Josh, you want to give your rating? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my rating, flavor, strong flavor, love the taste. Uh, I'm going to have to go seven as well. I got got a top three digis. Uh, One, I would drink this at a party. Probably wouldn't keep it in my fridge just because I'm not, I am more of like an IPA guy. Like that's what I'm going to keep in the house. Right, right. And, or like a shitty light beer guy. 
And then drinkability, I'm going to have to go three because I feel like if I drank one of these too fast, I'd have to like sit down for a minute. Okay. I mean, and it's then, only 6%, man. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, well, I think you'd be fine. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not about the alcohol. It's just about the body because it is full and it's rich. Okay. It's got a strong flavor. Okay. Did you give an overall? I, I did. He did eight and a half. Remember, you called up five a fraction. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. What's your um, And then I'm going to go overall. I'm going to go about, I'm going to go 8.666 wow, for that. Number of the beast, man. Six, I like six, it. I'm, I'm all about that, dude. Dragon is a beast. Dragon is all right. a beast. Um, all right. So I'm going to give this for flavor. I'm going to give it a seven as well. Nice. Um, it's a good beer. I like this. One, I'm probably not going to keep this in my fridge. Yeah, I mean, who would? It's too expensive. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not my favorite beer, but it's good. Um, and then uh, drinkability, I give it a four. Overall, I'd give it a six. Six. Yeah. Wow. It's got there's a there's it's a, a can, you, can you give it a six point six 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 just to make it just a little bit six point six six just oh yeah yeah let's keep it at three you're right never mind <laughs> there is a there's some kind of flavor in it that's sort of off to me it's yeah. the bourbon it's not well I, I like bourbon. bourbon I think it's the bourbon in there man I think that's um, what it is. Duck mm-hmm. rabbit, I really like. No, that's mm-hmm. another. That's a milk stout. Yeah. See, um, I don't know if maybe it's because of the milk mixed with the bourbon. Because I like uh, bourbon barrel aged stouts too. But um, do you like root beer? I don't beer? know if it's. I don't know what it is. The lactose or whatever. <laughs> My huh? kid likes. Do you like root beer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why? Question. <laughs> do you like do that, like, you like root no, beer? No, I mean because it does it does have that like strong vanilla aftertaste. So like if you didn't like root beer, I'd be that like, oh, that's what, probably maybe where it is it's a coming vanilla. From. Yeah, I could definitely thing. kiss somebody after drinking this beer. I mean, oh. you kiss somebody like after an IPA, it's probably gonna taste pretty bad. Yeah, dude, it is. But fresh. like this, like it's probably gonna be pretty good. You know All right, right? let's like, kiss then. Let's see. IPAs and onion cheese. You don't kiss rub beards. John's got this killer beard. I'm the only one with a beard in here. John's beard does look good. I said that. Thank you so much. I've always been told I had a face for radio. Um, but I, this isn't really radio. <laughs> no. Um, so I should it's probably similar. like, do you want, we should record this on YouTube. That way people can see me. Um, we're moving towards that. Yeah, we're moving towards that. I'm thinking that. like, that'd be great. Yeah. We are putting my, them out on YouTube, but we don't yeah. obviously have Now that I have my house procured, yet. whenever we go to the house and do things, we'll be, we'll be on video. So we'll have you over for segments like that. That's awesome, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, um, I guess I was going to discuss this um, Ricky Gervais Golden Globes thing, but neither one of you guys have seen it. I haven't, man. But it was just—it was great because he came out and in his monologue, he basically comes out and he's got a beer, and he's like, "This is the last time I'm hosting this show," and he's like, "So I really don't care anymore," and he proceeds to just destroy everybody, and just gives them all these. Uh, he he just starts talking about all these people in there and talking shit, and he basically like all these movie movie directors are in there, and he's like, um. He's com- comparing the movie directors and he's basically says like, but the, like the one thing you guys all have in common is that you're terrified of Ronan Farrow. Yeah. Because he's the guy who outed like right. the, the, um, what was it? Weinstein. Or yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, then he, then he goes on to like, um, was it Tim Cook from Apple? Oh, I don't know. The guy that owns Apple now. Yeah. That Steve Jobs gone. Whoever is, he was there. And he starts talking about Apple, and he just basically says that like Apple runs like sweatshops in China and all this stuff. And <laughs> well, I mean, that's very true. Yeah, and do, then he man. comes up and he or then he says something to the effect that like all the celebrities are in there. He he was talking about how what's his name Kevin Hart got in trouble for his Twitter thing. Yeah, and because he said so, he put out some offensive tweets, and then he points right. at himself. He's like, "Hello, right?" Because like, Ricky Gervais puts out offensive shit all the time, and um. And then at the end, he was basically told him, like, he basically said, all right, you guys are celebrities. Uh, you, you're, you have no, you have no business telling other people anything. Right. Like, you, you right. basically tell them, like, you need to know your place. Like, right. don't come up here and make it political. So he basically says, don't come out here. Don't give some political speech. Just come up here. Accept your award. Thank your God and fuck off. <laughs> and like, they're showing the reactions from all these celebrities. And like, Tom Hanks is basically like, he just like looks like 
Mortified? Yeah, mortified oh. by the whole thing. It was great. It's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Because awesome. He was just destroying all these people to his face, their faces, and like he was saying these jokes that were completely offensive. And then he just like stopped in the middle. He's like, "I don't care. I don't care. This is my last <laughs> time here. I'm not coming back." That's like that's like one of those things, man. Like I totally kind of agree with him on some some aspect of that, where it's like, if you're a celebrity, yes, you have influence over people. I don't feel that they should use their influence over people to persuade a certain agenda or any type of thing at all. Like I'm not, I'm very like anti-political. Like I don't really like to get in political debates with people. Like I right. just feel like those are like your opinions and no one really ever agrees on that stuff. It's kind of a gray, there's no gray area with right, politics. Right. It's like you believe this way or you believe this way and no one ever really meets in the middle. Right. So I think it's tough. Like you have a bunch of people who like are influencing people. You know, they influence people based on their celebrity. And I think that's kind of like, a little bit messed up, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's wrong. Well, I agree well, because the whole reason people watch you to begin with like, well, has nothing to do with. I that. like this like, guy's movies, so like I have to believe what he believes. He must be he right. must be a genius. And actually, I mean, to, I think that's just dumb. Like base your own opinions and have your own thoughts, and then keep them to your fucking self. Right? Because right. like no one cares. Like you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, yeah. So. Well, and then even to the political aspect, like you're saying, which makes it worse is as a celebrity, you are a public figure, and if you do swayed one way or the other. Even if it was based in money that we wouldn't know, that's lobbying. You know what I mean? Right. So Very like true. you're Very using true. your persona, you're using mm -hmm. your following right. to like persuade whether Republican or Democrat. And yeah. like that's absolutely, absolutely. wrong. Well, totally wrong. my opinion, if I want political commentary, I'm going to listen to somebody like Rush Limbaugh or somebody like that or, you know. Yeah. Um, somebody, what's the guy's name? Chank Yeager or whatever from the Young Turks or right. whoever. Right. Like doesn't matter whichever side you're on. <laughs> I'm going to listen to political commentary from somebody who's an expert on political stuff, not a guy who fucking plays basketball on a basketball court all day. And now right. he's going to give me his worldly opinion on politics and tell me I'm a piece of shit if I support this person or if I do this or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I used to have respect for you because you're a great basketball player. Now I think you're a piece of shit. Right. You know, well, I mean, like I said, that's just so, the biggest thing, man. It's just like, I think it's, I think they want to, people use that power of celebrity, that power of influence over people. Um, and I just don't think it's something that people should do. Like, I think you should, again, everybody should have their own opinions. I mean, growing up when I grew up and mainly when we grew up here, like we didn't have this social media thing where it's like, you know, uh, you have all this stuff, people posting things all the time and right. saying what they feel and how they feel about things. And it influences so many people. I feel like, you know, growing up, I mean, I grew up in the nineties, man. Like I don't ever remember like politics being like at the forefront of anything when I was a kid. No. Like no the one Bill ever Clinton scandal. No, other than that. I, remember but that. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, but the point is, like, it wasn't like the right. forefront of every single fucking thing you see. Uh, yeah, right. the, the news, obviously, but like, who watched the news when you were a kid? I didn't watch the news when I was a kid, man. No. Fuck that. I watched like cartoons and shit, man. I was having fun. I was a kid, you know, right. I didn't give a shit. Well, but like I, now it's just like, man, like, you, you turn on any, you go on uh, Facebook, you go on Instagram, you go on anything, it's all fucking politics, oh, man. It's all politics everywhere you go. And well, like, you I'm know, I'm tired of hearing about it, man. One it's of my stupid. favorite celebrities ever and I think is probably one of the nicest and greatest people ever is Dolly Parton because of that exact reason. Not because, because she, she doesn't have just kidding. They'll she, ask she her political questions <laughs> and she Tennessee, avoids totally them all together. It's like I don't I don't not sharing I'm not I don't want to share political views about anything. Like yeah. I'm here to talk about music or whatever That's it might be. be man. And I'm like wow I wish a lot more of these celebrities would do that because regardless of which side these celebrities are on, you're going to alienate half your fan base by giving your political opinions and then like not, not giving a political opinion but by condemning the people who don't agree with you. You're alienating right. half the people it's that the cancel culture, man. like you. Cancel right. culture, man. So it's like, you know, yeah, so, it's just, it's just stupid. I, would, I, just, I will say though, like growing up where I grew up in Tennessee was really close to where Dolly Parton grew up. And I would say she's diehard Republican. Um, she, with, I would well, I wouldn't disagree with you yeah. without a doubt. But she doesn't share that. Right. Which is what I I'm sharing it Absolutely. for her. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so and she Perfect. very may she very well may be. It wouldn't surprise me at all if she is. But uh you guys want to do a couple of news stories? Yeah, so probably, I just we should probably get the news going. I, I, think, I did yeah. want to okay. say though, uh, we were talking about room temperature beers, and then we were talking about Richie Gervais, which made me think of England. <laughs> um so connected. I just uh no, but Oh, I thought it was English really cool and, yeah, okay. and really interesting, like cask beers at a 
like a local pub yeah is because they would get beers that are brewed in the local area and then they didn't they wouldn't chill them and then they would bring them over on a truck and so you could only get beers within a certain region because it could only be transported by truck that wasn't cooled and that was a beer you could drink at that pub so it's like you had to have to go to different regions to taste different beers because it was never refrigerated that's cool we don't really have that here yeah not at all and that'd be fucking super cool if we had that which would put like we already got into this huge like micro brewing thing Mm -hmm. how much more authentic would it be if you had to travel to a region to get that beer yeah you know i'm concerned about when like the beer uh what do we want to call it the uh beer bubble busts because I feel like it's so hot right now, like all these like little breweries popping right. up, man. I mean, you think about where we live, there's so many breweries. I mean, there's just so many. They have like tours. You could do like 30 in a day. They have like a bus that drives you down all these places. Like what happens when it's not cool anymore to like drink craft beers for $7 a piece? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like when like if the economy goes down, like people yeah. aren't going to be going out buying $7 a beer right, with a right. place that doesn't even serve food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which, <laughs> oh, and- we have axe throwing. Oh, axe throwing. <laughs> that, that costs $30 an hour. Okay, cool. Right, awesome. Right. That sounds great. And I can buy seven dollar beers. Right. And now I've been here. I've been here. For, no. I've been here for an hour, and I've spent like one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, sweet. Should have just went to a shitty club and bought the shot girl out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, no. Yeah. That's uh, very interesting too. Is because I think uh, not. I, I guess like grunge music, like when we were in in the nineties or whatever. Um, it's very interesting how I think comparatively, like you had all of these smaller bands that would get picked up by a label and then they would sell out. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have all of these craft beers on like a smaller scale and more times than not, they end up getting bought out by Anheuser-Busch. Absolutely. Right. And so like they fucking sell out in order to have their product distributed. These these companies, man, the the Anheuser-Busch and Coors and all these companies, they're now like making their own craft beers with these. Well, they're just buying microbreweries. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, I know. I saw a, a, a documentary about it, and they were like, they're disguised it as another brewery, and then you find out it's Anheuser Busch. Right. So, but yeah, um, yeah. Y'all want to hit the news? Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's hit the, right. let's hit the, uh, there it is. the news. Boom. <laughs> Love Did you know it. he it says is. it every time? Did you uh, think yeah, it was pre-recorded? I, no, I, I know you said it every My time. My wife thought it was pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I say it I told time. you, I'm, I'm a avid fan of you guys. I listen to every single show, man. All right. I do appreciate this. This is a story hey, by uh, Michael Buble. Bolton. Michael Barty Romo. <laughs> Barty Romo from Fox News. Uh, this is an American traveler. Um, he got stuck in a cargo hold of a bus. So apparently... <laughs> <laughs> apparently... He was tra- traveling between Tel Aviv and Jeru- Jerusalem, and uh, those are not close together. No, I, I <laughs> they're not. I, I don't even know how far they are apart. Yeah, like on a map, like this far. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm good with the continental United States. After so that, I'm, I'm not good. He went underneath the bus and he went to get his suitcase, and the doors of the cargo area just closed. Boom. Got and uh, <laughs> I guess Got nobody it. noticed he was in there, <laughs> like a raccoon trap. <laughs> just. <laughs> He's just stuck in there. And so then I guess he started doing stuff on his Instagram while he was in there. Well, of course. Why not? How yeah. old is this guy? He's got to be like, what, like 20? Uh, no, he's got to be like 40. Instagram? Hmm. I don't know if it says how old he was. Because um, I feel like, I'm gonna tell I am going to tell you, I don't think anybody over the age of like 30 has an Instagram unless you're like. Dude, that's why I got off Instagram. I don't think anybody it's because my parents has just Instagram. made Instagram. So this guy has to be in his 20s for sure. Like, well, I don't take pictures of stuff. Either way, I, I guess he called care. the police while he was in the luggage compartment and like told him what was going on. Okay. And then he shared it on uh, Instagram. And I guess there was a quote. It says, my heart is pounding fast, but I'm fine. I called the police. And he's just riding along in the uh, in the luggage compartment. So and he, was, guess, he was just cool with it. Like he didn't yeah. like try to sue him. Like well, this is 2020, man. You got to try yeah. to sue him. You got to try to do something. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, what an idiot. They located the bus within 20 minutes and they freed him. But, uh, I, yeah, so I, I guess he didn't have to make the whole journey, but. I think freed <laughs> is a strong verb yeah. for letting someone out who fell into a fucking luggage compartment. <laughs> well, I, I feel like he climbed in. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he climbed in to get his bag, right? Oh, yeah, yeah I guess. I guess yeah. Yeah. Way he went in on his own recognizance. So I guess he really has no grounds to sue, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Yeah. He went in on his own. Yeah. Also, he wasn't free. So, I guess he free. went in. Uh, 
I guess maybe his bag was like towards the back or something. I don't know. He's really digging for it. Had to get that probably bag, the middle, towards it's, the middle, I would assume. probably full of cocaine or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got to find out where my bag that's, of cocaine is at. That's why his heart was pounding <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's just in there just doing <laughs> the last of his blow. <laughs> I can get rid of this. Oh, someone gets up. me out. <laughs> Before Luckily, the cop shop, I get rid of all this cocaine. <laughs> Luckily, I found what this am I mirror do? in someone else's suitcase. Otherwise, I don't know how I would have done it. Uh, Sir, why is your heart rate 220 beats per minute right now? Yeah. yeah. Is that talcum powder on your face? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ran into a diaper bag when I was in there. I don't know. Yeah. So then there's uh, another story by Yoni Heisler, um, and it's about the FBI. Apparently, they asked um, Female Apple to help unlock a pair of iPhones that belong to this guy, um, Muhammad Saeed Al-Shirami. Yeah. And uh, he was accused of killing three people in a mass shooting. And so the FBI, apparently they couldn't figure out his password. And uh, <laughs> so they were trying to get it open. And they they, uh, they requested um, that Apple, they could um, help unlock the phone. And I guess Apple, basically, they'll, um, they've had issues with Apple in the past. Right. Not... Apple cooperates, but they also want to protect their uh, users, customers. Yeah. So basically, they um they've tried to get Apple to create like a backdoor app or some kind of thing for the FBI right. so that they can uh, get inside these things. And Apple, I mean, you know what? I mean, it's bad. They've refused to I mean, do it's it. A bad man. Yeah. But I don't agree with that. It's an invasion of privacy. I'm not so cool with that. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I don't they'll, like that at all. They'll share. They'll um they'll assist the police with um. Like iCloud accounts and stuff. Also, like but the phone itself, they they don't they don't take any part in that, and they don't right. they don't want to create any kind of a a backdoor. <laughs> well, hopefully, thing, he so. didn't have Facebook on his iPhone. He could have been like you know talking about like making bombs, and he would have had like ads pop up like, "Here's your bomb supplies. <laughs> yeah, buy them on Amazon <laughs> right now. <laughs> Need some info? You yeah. want a shit ton of fertilizer, yeah. bro? Yeah. <laughs> um, which I I was gonna Click say here too, for the dark web. Like I'm not. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying that, like, cops or detectives, whatever, like, don't do their job. Right. But, like, if your only hope is you got, you found a fucking phone and you're going to try to bring down this crime lord with his cell phone, yeah. maybe do your job a little better and find some, like, totally stronger agree. fucking evidence, totally bro. Agree. Totally agree. It is, but it is kind of, like, impressive that Apple phones are that secure. You know what I mean? That the yeah. FBI can't crack into it. Well, you know? I mean... You yeah. really, so, I'm, I'm sure like, they've got some master hackers, you know. If Facebook can listen to what I'm talking about, then the FBI can get on my iPhone. I'm sorry. Like I don't I don't I don't know if I buy it hundred percent. I don't know. But I mean I I mean I don't know. It seems like in this case they could not. So I don't know. Maybe his password obviously it wasn't like Who wrote one, the article? two, three, four, five. Who wrote the article? Um it's just some guy, Yoni yeah, Eisler. Yeah, well it's, it's I, I think it's more though about because there is there is a varying degree of protection that technology does give you that someone who is very well trained in cracking computers and things like that like your phone does protect you from um, especially in the fact that like you can remove a lot of information from the phone itself that like someone could draw into but yeah if they wanted access to his apple account to access because like with your phone right if i had your phone and then i got access to your apple account i could then access your computer at home that's very true so i yeah. think that's probably more of what they were trying to get into it's not just the phone itself so yeah but huh. they can see what i search on google right yes absolutely that's not good that is not, not good. good at all yeah so wow. you should probably stop looking at kitty porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quit looking go old school stupid. and buy some photos. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid, it's enough with the amputee porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. And then according to... Nubs on dubs, dude. <laughs> according to CNN, uh, the world's first 350 kilometer per hour driverless bullet train went into service in China. So, uh, yeah, they hit this new uh, this new benchmark that they've like a set miles per hour thing. Is that yeah, what you're um, at? and I don't know. That doesn't seem that fast to me. I feel like trains. Should I was faster getting ready to say how yeah. fa Josh probably knows this because he's really smart. Yeah. Uh, Three hundred fifty kilometers per hour is how many miles per hour? Do you know? Not that fast. A buck seventy. Okay, seem that, it doesn't seem that fast. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not as fast as I thought it was then. I mean, well, if it's it's a record, it's a record. I mean, I get that. But I, I yeah. thought trains would go faster than that. I don't know. Yeah. They cut the um, <clears throat> the uh, travel time between um, connect Beijing with the capital. Oh, with the Olympic host city um, from three hours to 47 minutes. So, yeah. Well, I guess that is pretty fast. Though. So, yeah. Um, Damn. 217 yeah. miles an hour. It's on here. I'm sorry. I didn't see that. Cool. Yeah. We um, are in America. And so I, appreciate, I appreciate if you keep things in like miles per hour, inches, yeah. and stuff like that. I was that. going I kilos to pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's uh, obviously, it's driverless. So please that's don't another use, Please don't cool use any thing. metric system stuff for me because I just can't convert in my head. Yeah. So thank you. Was, I actually read an article one time about how like disasters that have happened because of the fact that the United States doesn't use the metric system. Yeah. And um, bullshit. There's been like, there was like a plane disaster that happened because of a fuel issue. You know, Eisenhower and tried to switch us to the metric system. Man, I can walk off something with my feet and I don't know how many feet it is. That's impressive. Okay. The metric system sucks. Okay. <laughs> you may walk this room off right now. I'll tell you exactly how, I'll tell, tell you how many feet it is wide, how many feet it is long. But, but that's only feet, because my, you're, my feet are bigger than yours. Yeah. But I wear a size 10, right? <laughs> so with a size 10, your shoe measures exactly 12 inches. You know how easy that is for me to walk things off? Yeah. Mine's easy. Your feet are- Heel to toe, Your man. feet- My feet are bigger than yours. But heel to toe, I got one foot exactly. For one you. Foot equals one foot. <laughs> it's perfect. The world needs to adapt to me. They need to have size right? 10 feet? Yes. <laughs> right? Everybody needs to have you size- You need to wear tighter fucking shoes, <laughs> dude. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Hey, you guys don't just use your dicks? Oh, well, no, yeah, I don't do that. Dude, I'd be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would take a long time. Yeah. I don't even know how I would. Three, just, six, okay. nine, twelve. I'd have to use a meter stick to just go that many inches and step an inch and step. Oh, I'll tell you, I think Jesus. this beer's getting better the warmer it's getting. I just cracked my second one, and I'll tell you what, it's it, pretty good. It does, it does taste a lot better. I think better. Brian's slacking a little bit. No, yeah. he's empty. He's ready and for his next one. Yeah. There's one more uh, right, article well, I'd like to share. And apparently uh, Harvey Weinstein is walking around with a walker now. Speaking of Mr. Weinstein. Um, so, and now everybody's questioning whether it's real or if it's not. Um, that's it, dude. That's that's which, how the Chinese man gets the fishbowl. He's got these court, you know, these court cases and he's showed up at the first day of jury selection in his rape trial. Looking all haggard and Which apparently one? hunched over a walker. <laughs> this was shared by Drew Schwartz. Um, this was an article made by him. But um, yeah, so I guess uh, they've they've seen him in other places where he's not using the walker. And um, but when he showed up to court, he's got this walker in front of him. He looks like he's going to die. And um, they've got a picture of him right there. <laughs> Oh yeah, he dude. looks like shit. He looks terrible. Well, yeah, Let him he's off. a piece of shit. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, was, Even if half the stuff they say about him is true, he's a piece of shit. It just I mean, made me think absolutely. of like. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, uh, how does your attorney go? All right, I got it. <laughs> I, I got if this. You start using a walker. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you're, off. Yeah, you're good. Man. They're gonna let you go. They're not gonna put a handicapped man no, in prison. They won't put a handicapped man in prison. <laughs> no, no way. It just made me think of. Um, Didn't fucking Bill Cosby do the same thing? Like at his trial, did he walk in like a walker or a cane? Probably. Looking all fucking haggard and shit. Was yeah, it like crutches? It was, yeah. And so, what, by the way, I've been saying fuck a lot. Am I allowed to say fuck on here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. I, I say it a lot too, and I don't realize it until I listen back to yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I swear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite word, man. Like I say it in my One head. One episode, least, like, Josh was like, you don't really cuss on here. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Our last episode, and I, I listened do. back, and I was like, he was swearing the whole time. Yeah, he I does. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't fucking hear that. But yeah. um, no way. I, I just looked at this whole thing with Harvey Weinstein. I started thinking about, like, he got that straight from the mob. Do you remember, like, true. In, yeah. like, in Goodfellas? Uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. When all those guys went down, yeah. and they were, like, in wheelchairs, and yeah. they are breathing yeah. on oxygen tanks and everything? I'm like, yeah, that's that, that's a mob tactic. Speaking yeah. of the mob, just real quick, real little, little, little side note here. Um, Have you guys watched The Irishman yet? On, no, uh, not yet. Okay, so it's a really long movie. It's, like, three and a half hours. It is... I've seen most of it. It's an epically long movie. It's good, I though. I like to use the word epic. It's good. I'll I've give you this. I've fallen asleep it's, twice <laughs> trying to watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good. It is a little bit on the it's boring slow. side. It's slow. 
the only thing I got to say about the movie is they should have just hired um, actors to play the young versions of the main actors. The yeah. digital re like digital oh, yeah. uh, de-aging stuff yeah. they did is really bad. Yeah. There's one scene where like Robert De Niro's character is like beating somebody up on like a he's like a uh, like a store clerk. Right. Like, that, like does something with his daughter. He like, he like shoves her, tells her she's doing something, she's being bad or hits her. Or something. I don't know. He goes over to this yeah. thing and he's like beating him up on the sidewalk. And the you can tell it's clearly like an old man beating somebody <laughs> up. Like right. his yeah. movements are just so old man-ish. Oh, it yeah. looks right. just bad. But he's, he's supposed to be like in his like thirties in that yeah. scene. And it's just, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I will say that's the only thing I didn't like about the movie. Other than that, it was really good, really good story. I'm a it's, very big Scorsese fan. It's very long. It's very long. It's very drawn out. But Joe Pesci coming back for like one last two rods, like playing in, in a movie role, he did really good. I think Joe Pesci stole the show. I think Joe Pesci was really good in that movie. I think Al Pacino was fantastic. Al Pacino too. was really good as a, yeah, uh, as um, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. He yeah. was really good in that too. Yeah. That was cool. It. I mean, that's a perfect role for him. I mean, over the top, yelling. I mean, that's that's Al Pacino all day long. Yeah, dude, I love Hoo-ah. Al Pacino. And... She's got a great ass, <laughs> dude. I love Al Pacino with Val Kilmer in Heat. Oh, Heat was great. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. I love that movie. One of my favorite movies. And that had like a uh, that movie makes huge me want to rob a bank too, man. Yeah. Like, really Every time I watch that movie, I want to rob a bank for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, uh, it, it's just this. as exciting if you don't get away with it. <laughs> I can definitely Where's do the this. Van? Yes. Yes. Where's the van? He's supposed to be here. Is it is it is it Dane Cook that talks about that? Like being part of a heist? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's got a joke about that. Like, or maybe I know he's got a joke about uh, breaking and entering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's going to do a breaking and entering. Yeah. They're not baking and eggs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Al Pacino took the idea of over the top acting, and I got to say, Nicolas Cage perfected it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if yeah. you want to see an example of. Over Overacting. the top <laughs> Watch any, any Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage movie, movie. Yes. Ever. 100%. Dude, I watched the funniest thing with Nick Cage. They, uh, someone took an, um, like back to back, uh, all of his like movie covers and you can literally like, if they're put in the correct order, he literally looks hairline. from right to left to right in all of his movie covers. I was, if you just take that funny. still. I was thinking you were going to go his hairline. It's going farther and farther back. <laughs> that does happen He's too. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. He he just kind of, like, they just stopped using him for movies. Like, he's so awful. No, he does a bunch a of B movies way, now, man. Though. But he's been in some good movies, no, he's, he's been in movies lately, well, too. You know what movie I liked? What's your definition of a good movie, though? Like, good, bad, bad? I think Matchstick like, Man was a great movie. But like Nicolas Cage, like in his prime, like you're talking about like Con Air, Face Off, like those movies are like Nicolas Cage in his prime. Like those were like, yeah, but even are they good movies? No, no. they're awful movies. But they're, they're like fun. They're fun as hell, man. But like you watch and you put them yeah. on, they're the dumbest shit in the world, man. You know what? Like, Gone in movie? 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> Lord of like, War. <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, come on. And Nicolas Cage hooking up with Angelina Jolie in her prime, like, not going to happen. Like, yeah. We all know that one. No. Or uh, right? what's the like, one where he's a magician? Did you see that one? <laughs> he's a magician. Dude, he's he, the one called Next. He's a magician. Oh, and he can yeah, yeah, see, yeah. like, 30 yeah. seconds into the future. That was when he was really on <laughs> his down. Jessica Biel. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. And that and Nicolas Cage trash. Jessica Biel, again. See, like I'm saying, like, <laughs> how much money do you think they had to pay her to do that movie? <laughs> like, had to be a lot. Like, Did you see Lord of War? Lord of War was a good movie. That I will, was a I will good give movie. you that one. That was probably a one good Nicolas Cage movie. I haven't like seen it. a good movie. Yeah, he plays like an arms, arms dealer. Arms dealer. Yeah, yeah. Really good. I probably haven't really good. seen it because it was a good movie. This like I don't want to see Nick Cage in Cage a good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to skew my opinion movies. of him. Yeah. But you know, he's like the weirdest. Fucking <laughs> I don't want to start having respect for him as an actor. Like he's like obsessed with Elvis. Oh yeah, he's gotta be. And he have you seen any of his movies? He's got to be weird as fuck. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, but he's like the weirdest fucking guy in the world, man. I'm telling you, like, yeah, uh, there's so many stories out there. I mean, just Google him, like, just Google him and like Nicolas Cage, weird, and like you'll get all these articles that pop up, man. It's nuts. Peach, I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second, uh, second face-off reference we've had in the past three shows. Um, on his face, on my, my face. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the end of the news. All right. News is over. All right. Cool. All we right. We really got sidetracked with that one, didn't we? All right. Yeah. It happens. I think it happens at the end of every news yeah, segment. Okay. We go off. Yeah. So, John, I think you got a topic good, you want to talk about? Uh, where are we at here? Um, 
Oh. It's related to the news. Oh, uh, so uh, the file sharing thing. I know this is kind of an old topic, like from like the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. like the whole Napster thing, and then getting back into like how music's bought today. But it is also relevant, though. It's very relevant. And I feel like I made some topics on my phone. I got to pull them up here. Let me real quick. Let me pull it up in my notes. Yeah, because like very cool. much so like uh, like when I used to open up LimeWire and pick like a stream, like a right? list of like 30 yeah, songs, right. go to school, come home, they'd be yeah. downloaded yeah. and I'd rip my CD yep. yeah. is you can very much in the same way, just much faster because the internet's way better now Absolutely. is I can download yeah. whole albums and listen to them, yeah. you know, on my phone offline for the cost of $10 a month, which is yeah. minimum. Yeah. And way safer than file sharing. <laughs> Well, yeah. So like depends my, on how you do it. My, yeah, that's true. My biggest thing was like, you know, I'm trying to get on this idea of the way music's bought today. I don't really think it is good for any artist trying to make it in the music industry. And what I mean by that is, I think one of the biggest things I would look at this article before we started talking um, back in I think it was 2014. Um, Pharrell had that song Happy. It was like a huge hit. Like everybody's, I never, I mean, I don't yeah, to I think it, it was not. in Despicable Me. Whatever. It yeah, it was a big, massive yeah. hit. Like it was played all over the radio, all over the place, all this stuff. So I didn't get the Spotify stuff from it, but I did get the Pandora. So Pandora had 43 million plays of that song that right. year. Pharrell only made $2,700, $2,700 off of those 43 million plays. Wow. And I think that's, that's that's a problem. Like I I, I, I understand that. I understand that, like that. Yes, you look at stuff and say that. Well, these artists are rich and they don't. You know, they, they make so much money. Who cares? All this stuff. Blah 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 blah. But like, I think at the end of the day, do we want music to become a hobby for people? Because if it once becomes a hobby where you can't make money doing it, I feel like there's going to be a decline in like creativity. But and I think that's kind of a problem. Like, would you want? Okay, would for instance, um, would you want? Let's say a paramedic showing up at your house, right? You're, you're sick. You're having a heart attack. Right. He's a paramedic. That's his hobby. He doesn't get paid for it. It's his hobby. Right. I think that's kind of a problem. I, I get that, like, there are artists that are very rich, and I understand, you know, and there was the whole thing with the Napster stuff was, um, you know, everybody attacked, like, certain artists that were going after it, uh, Metallica being one. Lars. <laughs> By the way, like, Metallica is John's favorite band of all time. It's my favorite band of all time, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the thing was, there was other people on that lawsuits too. You know, there was Dr. Dre was on there. Like, right. he's a massive artist, you know what I mean? Right. You had Frank Zappa, who was like, he did, you know, appealed to the older crowd at that time. Right. It wasn't just Metallica. They just kind of spearheaded this thing. And they were like, you know, this isn't right. You know, they're they're stealing our music before we even released it on our own. Right. So I think that's kind of a problem. Um, I don't like today's style of buying music. I think there's, there, there could be something better. You know what I mean? Right. I don't so, agree with like, you know, I grew up like going to a record store. My mom would drop me off at a record store. I'd walk through and like flip through CDs, man. I'd be like, oh, that's a cool CD cover. I'm going to buy that. And I learned music that way. Like I didn't even know who the artist was. And I would buy like this CD for like 10 bucks and I would listen to it. And I just fell in love with that, that album or that artist. I listened to the whole thing. And I'm very hypocritical by that because I'm an iTunes guy. I do buy my music, but I am very bad about buying the whole album. So I am a little bit hypocritical. I will buy songs, you know, then I will like preview the but other ones and see if I like it. them. But I do pay for it. I don't, right. I don't do a you're streaming service. You're paying for that individual song. I do not do a streaming service. I, didn't, right. I, don't, I don't do iTunes where it streams and I don't do Spotify. I do like I buy the song individually for like $1.29. Right. Or I'll buy the whole album if I like it. That's kind of how I operate when I buy music. But so, that's just kind of me. Yeah. I, I think uh, like that's a you have a very good argument, and I would like to ask the same question in other aspects. I think like the paramedic one is like a hard kind of skew because the other part is these artists are contracted to produce something, right? So you work with a label, you're paid X amount of dollars, you sign a contract for X amount of money, and it's your job to make this many songs. So the fact that you get paid from royalties, like purchasing of albums, things like that, that's great. And that should, uh, it, it should provide motivation for people that we do like to put out better content and more relatable content and things like that. Um, but I, I would like to ask the question, especially in the fact when it comes to streaming services and the way that you grew up with movie um, with music is how I grew up with movies. So, you know, we're paying 
I was going to say that. We're paying $10 a month to watch movies on Netflix, yes. and that's not yeah, bringing in thing. any revenue. When at the same time, is like, I personally, because what I like about purchasing the Blu-ray anymore or the DVD back in the day, not so much VHS because we didn't have it back then, is getting the commentary, getting the deleted scenes, the right. stuff you can't get on a streaming <clears throat> on Netflix, service that yeah. requires for you to buy the actual DVD. So a lot of artists, I feel like, want to put out a, a piece of art. I mean, music is art in, in a sense. Um, so when you stream something, or even if you buy it like I do, and I said I'm very hypocritical by this because I do buy the song or I buy the album. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, you'd buy that CD and you get the album artwork. You could right. flip through, you could right. read the lyrics, you right. get all this stuff. It's, it's a very visual yeah, thing right. as opposed to just a, a, you know an audible thing. Dude, right. I remember masturbating to the cover of Blink-182. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, Enema of the State. Yeah, yeah. I probably rubbed great, like four or chick, five out to that. That's a great album, man. <laughs> yeah. But on that on that same note of like your movie idea, now I will t I'll tell you this. Um, today's day and age, and I listened to a podcast recently, Joe Rogan did a podcast uh, with... James Hetfield from Metallica. Oh, you yeah. guys should listen to it. Um, <laughs> I would like to, actually. But he, he made a comment, and his comment was, uh, I wrote it down here. So so when you sign, a, they, they don't have this problem because they're one of the biggest bands ever, obviously. They don't right. have to deal with this stuff. But when you're an up-and-coming band now and you have to sign a record deal, there's still record companies. Yeah. So record companies make you sign a deal now where they get a cut where it used to be, it wasn't like this. They would just get a cut of like whatever albums you sold. Now you have to give them a cut of your merchandise Mm -hmm. and your touring numbers, your touring sales. That's where most oh, bands really? make their money. So that's how yeah. record companies are bleeding these like newer bands dry. Right. They're because they, they don't make money on album sales anymore. They don't make money on music sales. That does, that doesn't sell oh. anymore because of streaming services. Yeah. So now the only way that a band can make money is to go on tour and play 365 days a year and hopefully people like you enough to go buy tickets and go to your show and buy your t-shirts, buy your whatever. Yeah. And the record company maybe gets half or whatever, depending on how big of a band you are. Which, right. is, which, which is also not helping in our culture of mm -hmm. all of this internet purchasing, creating exactly. more and more introverts. Exactly. Why would I go to the concert if I can yeah. listen to it on my fucking exactly. Sonos sound system at home? Exactly. And then on, on top of that, too, the, the whole streaming t uh, the movie thing. When when Nicolas Cage made Face Off, <laughs> right? So this is an example. Nicolas Cage got paid his millions of dollars to make that movie. Right. He's not worried about royalties on that movie. Right. Whereas if you're a music artist, you need to worry about that stuff to continue to sell to hopefully like, you know, pay for things down the road. I don't think Nicolas Cage cares that his movie streamed for free on maybe Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service it is. I don't think he cares. Hulu or Netflix makes that money based right. on your subscription. Nicolas Cage already got paid his millions and millions of dollars right, to make right. that movie. Sure. And I did Whereas I, as an artist doesn't to, you know, they make an album. If it doesn't sell, you, you don't go on tour and sell tickets. You don't sell any merchandise. You don't make any money, period. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Which to, yeah. to my own ignorance is like, I didn't know. I, I, I hear that people sign contracts with the record companies and yeah. I assumed it was the same. Yeah. So that's it's my not fault for not yeah, knowing it's not that. I was just saying like, oh yeah, no, I just didn't know. I, I, wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to have make that point because I feel like it was going to come up at some point, yeah. you know, about how like people make money now right. as, as a band. And I didn't mean like maybe the paramedic thing was a little bit like over the top, but the point is like music, it, it can be a hobby for some people. It's a hobby for me and Brian. I mean, we're not going to be right. like major rock stars. We know that, you know, I mean, we're not no. stupid. Unless you sign. <laughs> Unless <you laughs> Still no, holding out for that contract. Out with me. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, like the point is, is like, you know, if somebody really wants, has a drive to be a good musician and wants to put out good music, like you got to sell your soul to a record company at some point and they're going to take half of your shit that you do when you go on tour. You're not making any money selling music because there's streaming services. Well, that's the one thing I was going to bring up was that um, I do think, well, I would say as a, a side effect of that, it is in some ways I could see where it might benefit people because not not the artist, but the consumer, because if people are willing to go to those links and not make any money off their music, they must be really passionate about their music. That's true. So you've got really passionate artists that are still trying to break through because they're not making much money off of what they're doing. They're doing it strictly for the love of playing their music and having people listen to it. So I don't know. Uh, and, and you still have your huge I, I mean, that's, artists that's, that put out shit music. That's it's, true. But it's like, always going to be that case. But what's what's popular right now in music? I mean, it's not music that appeals to me. No, it's I not can music tell you that, that I can tell to you that either. probably in the last 20 years, I, I can say that like anything post 2000 
is music that I could probably live without for the rest of my life. Well, I, they've I killed heard, rock music. Yeah, so there's no such thing as a as a as a basic guitar-driven rock band right. anymore. It doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist go, in like, popular music. If you ask a young kid, like, what's your favorite rock band? They'll name, like, Panic at the Disco yeah, or, that's, like, that's, Imagine Dragons. And I'm like, like, these are not rock bands, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, a cool, like, a cool thing now is, like, you have, like, a guy who's a DJ, like, and they sell out fucking, like, festivals. And they get and they, up on stage and they go click and they a fucking song starts playing and yeah. they don't even play music like no i remember when djing was fucking yeah. djing and you had to like, spin records yeah. and like do shit like, now those guys stand there and they like adjust a level and just bob up and, and down the whole like, time and well, they're making fucking let me yeah let me make this argument to be crazy. fair because yeah. i did dabble in electronic music. of course you did you've told me you've told me such a sellout but that was just because I wanted to learn how synthesizers. Know, just, no, that's cool, dude. I did a lot of drugs. The one so thing I, I will say, music. I have a lot of friends who are DJs. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote. The the, the one thing just I will say like about that and like, is that most of these guys that do get up there and they push play, it's a song that they created. From yeah, they did produce their own music. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that I do know that. And it's a lot of work to do that. It's not. I wouldn't necessarily call him a musician of any sort because it's not like you've got people like Dead Mouse, who, yeah, he makes cool stuff. I'm pretty sure it's Dead Mouse Five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Dead Mouse Five, dude. Um, that he he doesn't know how to play anything. Yeah, he right. can't play uh, any kind of sequence of chords. He can't play anything. I don't. I don't think it's cool. But he has an ear for what he's doing, and he can create something electronically. And then he goes out and he puts it out on and he does these festivals or whatever. Now, there's talent to that. Like, it takes a lot of talent to do that. It's hard work to do. It's not a musician. I wouldn't, I would, I would definitely agree that that's not a musician. Okay. But it is a skill. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah. those guys do, it's not just a DJ going up there, push and play. He created that whole song usually. So Not always. Uh, as, aside from the joke to what you're saying, yes, I think that does take skill. Right. What I was joking about and referring to was like the actual people that I know who would fucking stay up late on Molly and find songs on SoundCloud that someone else had made. Oh, yeah. And they would blend all that shit together. And push play. And we'd go to this <laughs> shitty club where <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. was doing coke in oh, the no, bathroom. Yeah. And then we're listening to that garbage no, totally agree. That throwing place, up in garbage cans. Is that place local with the coke in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, so. I stopped there before the Christmas party that I bought you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get that address after yeah, this yeah. podcast. Is we'll, over. We'll, so, we'll go, uh, we'll go not that out. I like, not that I condone that kind of thing, but hey, yeah. if it's your yeah. thing, it's your thing. <laughs> well, and I know we were talking about, um, we were talking about streaming and all that stuff, and I was going to bring up to a thing with Netflix. Um, I started watching this show, and I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but I started watching Mindhunter. Have you guys watched that? It's great. Yeah, it's absolutely a really good show. It's the really one about good. the uh, serial, uh, serial killers. Yes. They profile them. Yeah, the I also... Yeah, I, it's very what, good. Very what good. started me watching that is uh, several of my friends, we were all like at work, and we were having discussion, and everyone was like, dude, uh, you remind me of Ed Kemper. <laughs> have you ever seen? I can the, definitely see that. Have you ever seen the show Mindhunter? And I was yeah, like, oh, no, she looked just like Ed Kemper for sure. <laughs> Ed Kemper, yeah, totally agree. No way, dude. <laughs> I'm just like this big oversized guy, and I talk like very analytically about the ways I would murder people. But you also have a huge sense of humor. I mean, that's true. I, yeah. They they didn't say I was yeah. Ed Kemper. Kemper they say I reminded them. dry humor. Yeah. I don't think you're not really a dry humor. No, guy. you're not. I I no, I mean I. Get dry humor, but I'm not a dry not humor guy. Style, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, not. the one thing I was going to say about this show is like, I'm always fascinated by true crime and everything. I listen to true crime podcasts all the time, all that stuff. Do you but listen I, to this podcast? Do I listen to this one? Yeah. Well, in the in the concept, why well, like when I produce it, I was just messing. Well, he's with gonna. Like, <laughs> you listen to it. I'm just messing. I'm with gonna it. say by the time I'm done producing it, if I've probably heard the thing from start to finish four or five times. Yeah. So, um. But I was going to say, I didn't realize, like, I was born in 83, and that show takes place in the late 70s. Yes, it does. And I did not realize it was that long until they decided to come up with the term serial killer. Yes. That's really um, cool. Which was, you know, almost around the time I was born. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. I thought that that term came out long before that. Yeah. And I guess they called them sequence killers. Sequence and, killers, yeah. yeah. My, my cool, the coolest thing about that show is I love the little, little uh, pre- stuff about the uh what's the killer they're like trying to like btk killer btk killer that's really cool the way they they set that stuff up i really like it it's like little 
like yeah. prefaces to the show and it's really really cool um i think it's like gonna lead to like a like a good like series finale at some point i think that's kind of what they're going for and if i know anything about netflix and like netflix shows you're probably looking like what three seasons for this maybe max maybe i think that's probably what they'll do and i think it'll work out really well how I, many I, have they done two it's uh, it's two seasons so okay. far i've only but watched they do, they do short seasons i believe it was like eight episodes a season which okay. is kind of short i've for, only watched four so far but i've, I've really liked it yeah oh 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 wow! So I did I do a spoiler alert on you? No, 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 no. Because oh, in episode three they started doing the BTK thing. Okay, and yeah. I knew he worked for ADT, okay. so I knew who it was yeah, whenever he, I saw okay. it. Because yeah. we we discussed that. We were doing um, research at work one day. <laughs> do um, you guys remember so, that? What was the the golden plate dude? Who who would like he would sneak into people's houses and then like, so he used to sneak in and rape girls. Uh, <clears throat> And someone called him out in public and he's like, they were like, only a coward would do this when like someone's not home or whatever, yada, right. yada. And uh, so he took that as a challenge and started breaking into people's homes while the husbands were there. And he would like attack them or whatever the case was. Right. And he would make the husbands lay down in the kitchen and stack dinner plates on them and then like hold their wives at gunpoint. And he's like, if any of those plates hit the ground, I'm gonna kill your wife and then come back in here and kill you. Jesus. So he would take their wives into the other room and rape their wives while they were just laying on the kitchen floor with dishware on them. That sounds oh my pretty God. fucked up. Yeah, it was yeah. intense. It's a real thing or a TV show? Yeah, it? no, it's not a TV show. It's just oh. like a, uh, okay. not a serial killer, but well, like a serial- Rapist. Yeah, a serial, serial rapist, rapist. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I just enjoyed that show because I've I've always been fascinated with psychology and especially like abnormal it's, psychology. It's really really and good. I think it's very strange. It's a really good show. Yeah, I think and, you should check it out, uh, Josh, when you get a chance. I did. I have seen it. Oh, oh you've you seen said, it? I okay. thought you said no. No, I said I've seen it, and I started watching it, oh, it was because shit. my friends okay. told me. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, thanks everybody for joining us. That's the end of part one of this episode of the Society of Scoundrels. Feel free to tune back in. In two weeks, we'll release part two of the same episode. Uh, You guys can find us on Facebook at Society of Scoundrels. We are on YouTube at the Society of Scoundrels. Societyofscoundrels.com is our website. You can find us on Instagram at Society of Scoundrels Pod. We'll talk to you later.